You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Hey everyone! I, I know I get it all the time. <laughs> I, I'm standing next to the original, the OG camp counselor, Hi. camp counselor Nick. Hi, summer campers! And I always go to the first person in line every year, but this year I was smarter and I went to the VIP. That's the true, real fan, the first person in the VIP line. What is your name, sir? Jake Savage. Jake Savage. I believe once Savage. Savage. Adrian is here. Yeah. Um, what time did you get here? Yesterday, about 9 o'clock. 9 yeah. o'clock yesterday. Yeah. Uh, who are you excited to see? Honestly, you should wait for this interview for 10 minutes. Hold on, five minutes. minutes. You are the man, Savage. Yeah, man. It's you, Savage. It's Savage, it's you. I fucked this up. No, dude, you're killing it. Who am I excited it. to see? Zed's dad. Zed's dad? That's who I'm excited to This see. guy's on lack of sleep. He's been in line for fucking That's hours. Right. I mean, the guy's crushing it, seriously. That's right. Seriously, man. You got to push on through, though. Hey, so this whole thing, summer camp, marathon or uh, sprint? Marathon. Fourth year, baby. Fourth year? Fourth year. Fourth year. Yeah. Fourth year. Yeah. I think it's a year. series of short sprints for me. It. For me, it's definitely a series of very short sprints. <laughs> there you go. Followed by some serious wheezing. Yeah. The thing is, it's five day, five day or event. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to pace yourself. People don't Show all- up here Wednesday. Got to leave Sunday. You got to hang, got to hang easy. People don't, don't always yourself day one. People don't always count Wednesday as part of the event, but obviously you do, Mr. Savage. Yeah. Tell us about Wednesday. Like, what did you guys do last night? You got a little bit of rain, a little weather. You guys hunger down. What's well, up? You know what? Take Tuesday off of work and start the track. We came from Minnesota, so oh know, nice. Twelve yeah. hours to get down here. That's a trek, man. Get in man. line, yeah. Yeah, it's Make huge. Make sure you're first. It's huge. Somebody's I love gotta it. Got to do it. I love it. There you go. Dude, right. welcome to summer camp, man. Fucking go crush it. Thank you. Seriously. Welcome to camp. Thank you. It'll be fun. All right. See you. I mean, it sounds fine. Was that a full PA too? Yeah. Guess it. Yeah. What else? I'm sure there's other stuff I need to hear. Jim, can I hear your cat in your your pad? Well, ahoy there, campers. How'd we do, folks? I don't know about you butthurt people out there, but my 19th camp was fucking awesome. Let me just give you a quick rundown of how this podcast will go. Can you believe this is episode 30? So this will be part one of my 2019 recap. And my guest later in the episode will be Tanner Brown from the funk powerhouse Steady Flow. Steady Flow have been a staple at the fest for years and rightly moved up to a spot at the Moonshine stage this year. And then next week, I'll be back with part two of the recap in my first ever Scamp Podcast EDM special. That should be interesting, right? The truth is, a couple artists reached out to me and asked to be on the podcast, and I thought maybe that's the way I include that part of the fest in in the podcast. So you can tune in next week to hear me sound like an old man. (laughs) In my day, we didn't have these thin latex condoms. So you could enjoy sexual pleasure? In my day, there was only one kind of condom. You took a rabbit skin and wrapped it around your privates and tied it off with a bungee cord. And you couldn't feel nothing. And half the time, you didn't even know if your partner was there. And we used the same one over and over again. Because we were ignorant morons. Just a bunch of hairless head kebabs standing around with rabbit skins on our dinks. And that's the way it was. And we liked it. So this year, I rolled in on Wednesday night when the counselors normally camp next to the church. And when I rolled in, the walkies were all ablaze with inclement weather reports. So I can neither confirm nor deny that I did or did not party in a church until falling asleep on the floor in the church pews. So Thursday morning I woke up with the spirit of some higher being telling me that it was time to go forth and see live music. I made my way over to my deluxe accommodations in the VIP RV lot, which is right behind the moonshine stage. And about the first thing I heard was my old friend's Mo doing a sound check on the main stage. So I scooted over there and grabbed a recording for y'all. Now, 
There weren't more than a handful of people at the stage at the time, and it wasn't long before security made, made a sweep across the hill to kick people out. Why, I'm not sure, considering you can camp at the top of the hill, but I thought it might be a treat to hear a song from that sound check. Now, one of the things we get to do as camp counselors is write up the artist's bios for the festival booklet. You might have seen my handiwork for Blues Traveler, Toots and the Maytals, or Ben Harper, but nothing in that booklet could compare to Camp Counselor Nick's Mo bio. I asked him to read it for you, and I, I cut that in here as well. Mo is a band of intergalactic space aliens from the nearby Alpha Centauri system sent here to melt faces through the power of rock. They have taken our form, but on their planet they are actually 8-foot photosynthetic orbs of jelly who survive by taking in energy from the sun. Their mission is to infiltrate our society, build a fan base, and take over the world through their intoxicating music. Mo has already been fairly successful in doing so and currently has large swaths of the Northeast under their control. Rob is known as Flibber on his home planet, and while he appears to be their leader, it's actually Vinny, aka Zelp, who is controlling everything from the kit. Back home, Chuck and Al are actually a two-headed tetrahedron-shaped blob named Chal, who shoots fire from it from their eyes. They are rounded out by Jim, aka Jim, who has to tuck in all but two of his 96 arms. Together they are a monumental force able to coerce and conquer wherever they go. But seriously, scampers, Mo is the tie that binds this fest. They are the reason that many of us go back to summer camp year after year. They are the founders and the wellspring from which summer camp flows. If you've headed to, the, to Three Sisters Park just for the unce or the grass, give a listen to Mo. If it weren't for them, you wouldn't be here now. My favorite part is Jim, a.k.a. Yeah, yeah. Jim. <laughs> So I gotta say, this was an interesting camp, right? On the downside, it did appear that ticket sales were down, but on the upside, it did appear that ticket sales were down plenty of room this year. The weather pretty much held off except for the karma that bit Black Star in the ass. So I gotta say, the, the festival behind the scenes, and I can only tell you what I observe and what I overhear. Uh, I'm not employed by the fest, but I can, I can say this. Behind the scenes, there were so many things that almost were. A couple things that would have changed the face of this year's festival, and that just didn't happen for one reason or another, and not for lack of hard work on the part of the people who put this thing together. But, onto the stuff that you already know about. We all know that George Clinton bailed early on. Uh, Blues Traveler had to cancel their VIP set because of Popper's shoulder injury. 
And then the Black Star controversy. I'm not going to go into this too much, but I do want to say a couple things. Uh, so here's what happened. The, the short of it is the Black Star had a show the night before camp, and somehow Talib Kweli and Mos Def made it to chill coffee for their 4 p.m. set. However, their DJ had a canceled flight and couldn't make the show. So summer camp rescheduled them in between the Umphreys sets at 11.30, at which point everything got rained out. Now, at that point, the notification from summer camp said Black Star will not play at 11.30. I wasn't sure what that meant for the next day. But the next morning, Talib Kweli was on Twitter talking some serious shit, claiming Scamp was offering to pay him half. Now, I'm not going to get into that whole thing. I mean, artists deserve to get paid in case of a rainout. That ain't their fault, right? But booking flights the day of a show for a 4 p.m. set is not good planning in my mind. And we all stood out there in the heat for an hour. No Talib Kweli, no Most Def, whom I still respect because he didn't like act like a jackass on Twitter, and no Dave Chappelle, who was rumored to be with them. And then the next morning, Talib is claiming that they, that they shouldn't have had that time slot that they were in. The, the same slot filled by such artists as The Roots and Cypress Hill in previous years, the friggin' sunset time. He was claiming that they were the reason for the attendance, which, as I mentioned, was down, and, and that the attendance was a result of them, and... And, and don't get me wrong, it was going to be a nice perk to get to see them, especially considering they were one of the only hip-hop acts. But I don't know anyone who was there exclusively to see them. And for them to claim that they are the biggest artist there is, is just crazy town, and, and disrespectful to Ben Harper and many others for that matter. So, so that's all on that. And then Jeff Austin canceled. And that one hurt me personally. I was super excited about his band and 30DB. And then Revolution dropped out the day of. Uh, that's a main stage act. But from that came one of my favorite sets of the weekend. Mo and Pigeons Playing Ping Pong stepped up, joined forces to fill that Revolution spot. Ooh, baby, I enjoyed that one. Here's a little taste of that. one of my favorite moments, but I have to say, I made the right call with my pre-show special by reaching out to Kelly McMorris and Matt Butler. Kelly and Sun Stereo were strong in both their sets, but my favorite set of the weekend was the Everyone Orchestra set in the barn on Sunday. Now this might say something about me that 
both of my favorite sets, uh, the, the Moe and Pigeons playing ping pong and, and the Everyone Orchestra, included uh, some amount of spontaneity. But I love watching the musicians get excited by each other. And there's nowhere at camp that this happens for an extended period of time, but at the Everyone Orchestra shows, which are comprised of some of the best talent at the fest, making songs up as they go. You know, part of the nature of being in a, in a good band is knowing the people you, who you play with so intimately that you can follow a groove and, and live together as a band. But with the Everyone Orchestra, some of the musicians on stage have just met, and Matt does, does a great job of pulling that all together. As I said, watching the artists' reactions to each other is such a joy. It, it's so pure. Here, here's one of my favorite moments from that set that included Al from Mo on guitar, Vinny from Mo on drums, A.C. Carter from Talk on the Keys, Mike Ganser from Aqueous, who I was super impressed with in this show, uh, Josh Fairman of Sun Squabby on the bass, whom I might have shared a joint with before the show, uh, Alice and Hannah on vocals, and also Mike Quinn and Kanika Moore from Doom Flamingo. I was also super impressed by these two musicians as well, whom I'd never seen before, and their ability to jump right in and improvise. So here's a bit of that. those were some of my favorite moments, uh, but I also really enjoyed the Umphreys set in the barn. And I hear this Jane's Addiction cover was quite the bust-out, as tapers say. They still call them tapers? I know they do, but I wonder if that term will die off with my generation.
Now part of camp every year is figuring out that you screwed up or that you just missed out because there were two great things happening at the same time. And I have to admit, I was on my way to the second Umphrey set on Friday after having thoroughly enjoyed the first set when I got distracted by a band in the Soulshine tent called the Mighty Pines. And while I highly recommend the Mighty Pines, I did miss the Anchor Drops set from Umphrey's. So that will be my jam of the week. That's right, the 18-minute plunger that opened the set. So stick around for that. But right now, we're going to move on to my interview with Tanner Brown from Steady Flow. Now, Steady Flow is a funk band from Peoria, Illinois, which is just south of camp. They have been a staple at camp in recent years, and I was kind of curious why I hadn't heard of them prior to that. In fact, while I knew of Steady Flow in the past years, it wasn't until a moment in this podcast from two years ago where I was standing backstage behind Moonshine and talking with some strangers around me when I met Logan, their manager. And that's when they really came under my radar. Well, it turns out I hadn't heard of them many years before that because Tanner was probably standing next to me as a child with his parents at summer camp. I sat down with Tanner in the church for a quick conversation, but stick around for the jam of the week. Hey, summer campers, I am here on a church altar with Tanner from Steady Flow, and we got Camp Counselor Robert in the background keeping an eye on us to make sure, keeping us honest over here. Um, so, hey, Tanner, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. So that was a hell of a set uh, this morning, and, um, but, but before we talk too much summer camp, uh, the first question I ask everyone on the podcast is, what was your first concert? First concert, Eddie Money and Survivor at the Peoria Civic Center in like 2000 and I don't even know, 2002 or something like that. I was a little kid, and uh, it was amazing, man. It was after a Peoria Riverman game. <laughs> That's a good one, Eddie Money. I, I, I get a lot of, I mean, cause, because of the age of most of the bands I'm interviewing, I get a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, and, and I'm always interested to know when, because uh, I'm from the Chicagoland area, so I'm always interested to know where people's first venue was for their first show. Eddie Money, that's a good one, though. And you said, would you say Peoria Civic Center, is that? Yeah, oh yeah, Peoria Civic Center. Two tickets to paradise, baby. So, uh, so did you, you grew up in the Peoria area? Yeah, so my brother and I actually grew up in Morton, Illinois, went to Morton High School, and uh, we kind of found the rest of our band members in Peoria and like East Peoria, kind of ICC, community college area. Cody, our sax player, was a jazz kid at ICC, so that's how we kind of found him. I was going to school at the time, and uh, yeah, we're all, we're all pretty much Peoria-based, Peoria area-based. And so that would make sense how you ended up here. Uh, so did did you did you know uh, Jay and Ian before before this, or did they did you find them, or did they find you? Um, I would say we kind of found them because we we were we've all every, pretty much everyone in the band has been coming to summer camp since we were little kids. Like I think 2004 was our first year that we were actually out here, and I think I was like eight or nine at the time. My brother was 12 or 13, which is pretty crazy to think about. That was before there was a 
that was before there were all these stages and before Moonshine stage was an actual built-in stage. They used to bring in that stage. So we've been here, we've been coming here for years, so obviously we knew about the Goldbergs and what they do. And I think once we started doing our thing, they caught wind of how much work we were putting in and, you know, doing all the promotion ourselves and just working our butts off. And once they caught wind of that, we were kind of like, all right, I think it's time to start working together. So 2016, they had us play our first year here at summer camp. So this is your fourth, fourth year playing. But but this year is kind of special for you because uh, growing up and well, first of all, I was here for all the years that you were here. <laughs> I've, I've been to all of them. So I probably like saw you running around as a little kid at some point, which is, is crazy. And, and, and it makes me really happy to know that somebody that was running around here uh, just got to play. And this is what I was about to say, just got to play on the main stage for the first time. So how was that experience? And I, and I know that's a, a general question, but <laughs> yeah unbelievable to say the least like we've been coming here for so long and seeing so many legendary acts play on that stage like i i didn't think i'd be playing on it like this soon like i don't know it's it's crazy man it's it's an unbelievable feeling um dream come true really really is <laughs> holy shit you guys we've been dreaming of playing on this stage for like years now this is what actually about 15 Oh my goodness. That stage really is for me it's got so much meaning i mean i stood behind warren haynes the day greg allman died like you know 40 feet behind him from that side stage view which i got to stand and, and see you guys from there again today so yeah that's an, it's an amazing place to play and uh after 19 years i'm glad you guys have been here the last four i assume we'll see you back here for number 20 next year right i hope so man i really do 20 year 20 is gonna be big i have a feeling <laughs> I hope so too. I think I, my hope is that they're going to go all out. And uh, we had so many cancellations this year. They they had a lot of uh, unfortunate things to deal with. I, I feel bad for the team that, uh, you know, that they've been running around trying to replace last minute cancellations. But um, so, uh, but thank you so much for uh, for doing this. And uh, we're going to cut in. What, what song would you like me to take this interview out on? Hmm. Let's do Bedbugs. Bedbugs by Steady Flow off the new album, Louder. All right, here's Bedbugs. Thanks again, Tanner. So, so good to meet you. You too, man. Thanks for having me.
I have to stop playing that wonderful music. All right, that was Bedbugs from Steady Flow. My thanks again to Tanner. And I don't always introduce the rest of the band following an interview, but Tanner has surrounded himself with an awesome group of musicians whom you may not know by name, including his older brother Kai Brown on bass, Kendall Smith on drums, Cody Ward on saxophone, Tay Johnson on keys, and Eric Carrillo on trumpet. So I'm going to jump right into the jam of the week here. Uh, For me, the release of Umphrey's album Anchor Drops was when I really started to take notice of them. Uh, That's when it turned from local band does okay to, holy shit, where did this band come from? So I was excited to see them release all the the behind-the-scenes videos about the process of making that album. And as I said, I missed that set. But here is the epic opening that was featured on that album. Here's Plunger. Uh, Check back next week and hear some beats, y'all. Miss you guys already. Thank you. 